Hi guys! Hi! Welcome to Kawaii Cast! And today's- 100th episode! Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get hype! Yeah, so this is our 100th episode, you guys. A very special Yay! episode. And clap, if, clap, clap. if everything went according to plan, then this is the first official episode on Spotify. Yes. So uh, all the backlog all, will all also... backlogs episodes will also be on there, but this is the first one that's new for Spotify. Yeah, so we did it. Yay. We're a real podcast now. We're on Spotify. Is that the achievement hitting 100 episodes? No, it's being on Spotify. Oh, that's what makes it an official thing. Yeah, we're officially a podcast now. All right. It only took us 100 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) But dagnabbit, we did it. Yeah, so we decided as a way to... Not only commemorate our 100th episode, but also to kind of bring you newcomers into the idea of who we are and why we're doing an anime podcast and why we've done 99 of these already. You can you get to learn about nerds like us. Yeah, we decided to make this a about the podcasters episode. So we're sorry that this isn't going to be your normal anime shenanigans episode. Uh, we will be back to that next week to our regular scheduled programming, but we just really wanted you guys to get to know us, and we have realized that in a hundred episodes we've not officially done that. Yes. Uh, so before we get into it, is there any anime news uh, that you can think of? So I had something and then I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> As is the natural progression of things. Yeah, I really need to keep, like, a list of the anime news that I see throughout the week. Because it was a really good one. And I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh... I mean, Promare is coming out in a couple weeks. Ah, yes. On Blu-ray. Oh, and they released a special jewelry set for Promare. Including engagement rings that have Leo and Gallo's names on the inside. That's gay and I love it. It's really gay and I really <laughs> love it. So yeah, that was really cute. And they also have a Promare necklace. It came out with purple and blue gemstones. That's cool. Yeah, it's really pretty and it's really cute. So uh, that's the anime news that I have for you this week. Did you have anything? Uh, so not necessarily news, but just kind of like an interesting little tidbit. Um, you know how there's always the joke of like, oh, the Simpsons predicted this. Mm-hmm. We kind of got one of those for anime. So back in 1988, the film Akira was released. Mm-hmm. It predicted the 2020 Olympic Games would be announced for Tokyo, mm-hmm. which it was. Mm-hmm. It also then pronounced that the World Health Organization was going to consider postponing it. Oh, shit. Which has now happened because of the coronavirus outbreak. That's crazy. So so it's just kind of like, like you said, not necessarily news, just an interesting little thing. So Yeah. I mean, predicting when the Olympics are is kind of easy because I believe that they're planned out so far in advance that... Oh, yeah, when, when, um, place is not as easy. I mean, it's still a... they decide the place way in advance. I think it's like they said that they have the next 20 years or something planned. 
it's it's not quite that far but yeah it yeah. is it is fairly far in advance but yeah it's still an interesting little thing that happened yeah so i think that's it oh uh Castlevania came out yesterday. Yeah. The long-awaited season three of Castlevania. That's right. It feels more like season two, because season one was only five episodes long. Have you binged it yet? No, I don't have Netflix. (laughs) I probably also have not binged it. Yeah, I want us to binge it together, so wait until I can spend a day here and we'll binge it. Okay, can do. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm really excited. Uh, One controversial thing that came out of it, news-wise... Was And if you guys have already binged it, you might already know about this, but apparently there is a very graphic sex scene that's going to be featured in it, and the animators and studio have warned people to maybe not have your kids watch this season. Okay, but why are you having your kids watch Castlevania anyway? They gotta learn, Tyler. They gotta learn that Europe was a really dark place when the vampires ruled, okay? Okay. They gotta learn their history about that time that Dracula almost killed the entire human population in a single year. I mean, that happens like every seven years. Yeah. <laughs> happens every Castlevania game. <laughs> right? You also gotta educate your children on proper video game history, okay? Cat. Hi. <laughs> yes, video games. Yes. And that's why we have anime to teach these children. <laughs> but don't watch the sex scene. Just just skip it. Yeah, massive amounts of gratuitous violence is fine. You need that. You need that in healthy you, doses. You, you can have all sorts of, like, blood and gore and, like, internal organs being, splur- you know, like, spread out across the ground. But mm-hmm. the instant that there's a penis penetrating a vagina, <laughs> so help me God. <laughs> Yeah, so don't let your kids watch the sex scene in Castlevania Season 3 or 2.5. Yes. (laughs) So with that, I think we could go ahead and start this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, we did not have a poll this week uh, because I didn't know what to ask you guys. And I also forgot until last night. So (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have enough time to get the poll up. Oops. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to dive a little bit into our anime backgrounds, but also just kind of talk about other things that we like. Yeah. So with that... Not just into anime. I know. So with that, the first question I have to ask you, Tyler, what was the anime that got you into anime? Uh, okay, so... Unofficially, Pokemon. Yeah, because Pokemon, like I mean, I was, Pokemon wasn't even my first anime, but yeah, I, I think that's a lot of people's answers. I was I was a kid, and you know, watching Pokemon on what was it WB, and you know, I just I honestly just thought it was a cartoon, and I was like, oh, this is great, I love this, and 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 whatnot. <clears throat> Officially, Escaflone. Escaflone is a good one. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, I. St- have not seen the Escaflone series, but I have seen the movie more than once. Okay. And the few times I've tried to watch the series, I'm like, this is just the movie. <laughs> it is. It's just the movie, but with more. Yeah. So I, it's one of those I really should have sat down and watched and stopped being a stu- such a stupid teenager about. 
but yeah, like I, I never got around to watching the movie or anything but the movie. Yeah. So it was, it's hard to get into when you've seen the movie. Like it really is. That's fair. Uh, it was the same thing with like Madoka Magica. Just, you don't need to watch the series. You could just watch the movies. They're like remastered and they cut out a lot of the stuff you didn't need. Like why mommy was a magical girl. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, she died in, like, what, the first 15 minutes or something? Uh, no, she, it was episode three. Oh. It was actually famously episode three. Well, either way. Because the first two episodes were really promoting the series <laughs> as a cute magical girl anime. Couldn't even make it past, you know, the halfway point. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys haven't watched Madoka Magica yet, seriously, just watch the movies, and all you really need to know from the series that's not in the movies is that Mommy's wish was... That she lived, ironic, uh, <laughs> because like her and her parents were in a car accident and her parents died instantly and she was bleeding to death. And then Kyubei's like, do you want to be a magical girl so you don't die? And she's like, yes, please. So she didn't really get to choose her wish. Yeah. Um, so wishing for life can go very wrong. I saw that episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Well, that's why she didn't wish for her parents to come back to life. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was still alive. She just wished that she didn't die. It's not the same thing. Fair. Wishing the hole in your stomach is no longer a hole in your stomach. It's not the same thing as wishing somebody back to life. It's not a monkey paw situation. Damn. <laughs> no pet cemetery. No no pet cemetery. Yeah. Uh, if, if you ask a genie for a wish... Be very specific, because he will fuck with you. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's why you have to beat them to it. Beat them to it. Yes. Wish that they had taste buds in their butt. <laughs> Do genies have butts? <laughs> there's, there's the poll for next week. Do genies, Do genies have, have butts? butts? I'll come up with cute little emojis for the answers. It'll be great. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Asking the real questions here on Callway Cast. <laughs> so to answer my own question about this, uh, I know nobody asked, but... I mean, I was going to, okay. <laughs> but... You led into it yourself. So, you know what? My hands are tied. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I wished for you to have butthole, or taste buds in your butt. <laughs> I wish I had a butthole, too. Uh, we're off to a great start. We're off to a great start. Spotify! Woo! <laughs> Subscribe. And uh, so the first anime that got me into anime uh, like you, I watched Pokemon, but actually before Pokemon, I watched Sailor Moon with my sister, and we were just like, wow, these cartoon characters have big eyes and pizza-shaped faces, and because <laughs> they have the really pointy chins, and we were like, why is it that the guys have normal-sized eyes, but the girls' eyes are like fucking giant saucers? Like, what is with this? This is weird, and it's crazy, and it's ridiculously addicting, but the first time I realized that anime was something from another country and not just weird cartoons that are flashy was Slayers. That's fair. Yeah. Because yeah. my dad loved anime. Huge anime nerd. He was like a Robotech nerd. 
in the 80s, and he was one of those anime fans that, like, had a friend who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who lived in Japan who, like, recorded, like, the latest episodes of anime on their shitty VHS and then sent it to their friends living in the U.S., and that friend in the U.S. would get all of his friends to watch it, and then they would just explain what was happening. That was, like, my dad's group of friends. Yeah. Yeah, so my dad was, a like, old-school otaku. And so he, when he found out that me and my sister were watching Sailor Moon, he's like, oh my gosh, we should watch anime together, because, you know, he wanted to bond with us. And he went out and bought all the Slayers VHSs. Nice. And we watched Slayers, and my dad was just like... I don't know how to explain to my 10-year-old daughter why this woman is not wearing very many clothes, but that's okay. She seems really entertained by this. So uh, so, so I didn't have anyone explain that to me. <laughs> it was just kind of a revelation uh-huh. that I had, like I said, with Escaflone. Like, yeah. watching that Saturday morning, it was like, oh, shit, this isn't like normal cartoons. Mm-hmm. And then it was like you kind of like look into it more, which was hard back then because, you know, internet was, you know, don't do that again. (laughs) Oh, my God. The mic did not pick that up very well. No, it didn't. Oh, my God. (laughs) But yeah, that was that was the I'm sorry, headphone users. (laughs) But yeah, that was the internet. And so it was kind of hard to do some of this research. Yeah. Uh, I think adulthood for me was realizing that. Lena and Naga were, in fact, not wearing swimsuits in the hot spring scene in the movie. I don't remember that in the movie. Yeah, there's a scene in the movie where they're in a hot spring and they're fighting demons. And they have, like, basically painted on swimsuits. And growing up, I was always like, wow, Naga wears more clothing on her swimsuit than she does on her battle outfit. Being an adult is realizing that that, those were edited in after the fact, and they were definitely not wearing swimsuits in that scene. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Same with Tenshi Muyo. Uh, And Outlaw Star. And Outlaw Star, yeah. Yep. Yep, adulthood is learning that all of your childhood animes included nude scenes. Mm Mm-hmm. The original Sailor Moon did, too. So, yeah. Good old Sailor Moon. Anime! <laughs> yeah, the I can't believe it's not hentai has been around a lot longer than you guys think. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so obviously, you know, we're both pet owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have any pets named after anime characters growing up? So... Technically, no, but I do have kind of a funny story. So, when Black Butler came out and was becoming really, really popular, that was around the point where we had entered, like, our early adult years. Like, we were, like, both in our early 20s, and so most of our friends were in their early 20s, and uh, moving out and getting, like, their first apartments, or becoming independent adults, or whatever, you know, people do in their early 20s, I don't know. Uh... A lot of my friends ended up adopting cats, most of them either black cats or tuxedo cats, and I swear to God, all of them were named Sebastian from Black Butler. Of course. And I didn't realize that that's where they were getting the name from. I was just really confused why suddenly I had a ton of friends with black cats named Sebastian, because my very first cat, who was older than me by like three years, was a black cat named Sebastian. So, I had a black cat named Sebastian before it was popular. 
I am the ultimate hipster. You guys can all suck it. All right. But I've never had a pet named after an anime character. Actually, I had a hamster named Akira. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't name him Akira, but he was my hamster, so... I, I think we named him that because he used to do that thing on the hamster wheel where, like, he'd get really excited and then he'd, like, side skid, like the motorcycle scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was a crazy hamster. I miss him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's an iconic scene that has been copied in by just about every series ever after yeah. since. Yeah. I did not have any animals named after anime. That kind of surprises characters. me, actually. Yep. Uh, but in in true fashion of 90s children, we had a black cat named Salem because of, you know... Sabrina the Sabrina Teenage Witch. Yeah, we both had black cats with very stereotyped black cat names, but... Yeah, mine... We named... Okay, my dad would get frustrated about Sebastian, too, because my dad adopted Sebastian... In 88, and then The Little Mermaid came out in 89, and everybody's like, oh, why'd you name your cat after that crab? And my dad's like, no, we named the cat first. So my dad actually felt the Sebastian frustration before I did. So yeah, like, we, we had a black cat named Sebby before you guys did. Yeah. And you had a black cat named Salem, because everybody had a black cat named it's, Salem. It's true, it was the 90s, everyone had a black cat named Salem. It's because he was a sassy bitch, and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But, I mean, you always kind of given all of your pets nerdy names. Like, like you have Nicola, who's Podcat. Yes. yes, he's so sweet, just yeah. sitting on my lap. And your sister has Wendigo. Yep. Who's named after a cannibalistic monster from the north. That's correct. From where Ethan's from. Yes. Is Ethan a Wendigo? No. Are you sure? Wendigos aren't actually from Maine. Oh. They're from that area, though. I believe they originate with the... the They're es- from, like... Eskimos? No, they were from the Native Americans from that area. For like, I think like... no- farther north, Canada. Oh, okay. Yes. Like, I mean, I know Maine borders Canada, but I think a little bit farther up. So he's a Wendigo lying about being from Maine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, he also claims he's from Vermont. Yeah. So. I mean, one of them doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Just like North and Dakota. We, and we know it's not the Wendigos that don't exist. So. North Dakota doesn't exist. Yeah. He's... Prove me wrong. <laughs> then why is there a South Dakota? To trick you. <laughs> it's a government conspiracy. <laughs> You're thinking of Idaho, but anyway. I've been to Idaho. You think you've been to Idaho. <laughs> like, is anything real, man? No. They planted that shot glass in your car to make you believe you went to Idaho. You were just still in Utah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> So, yeah. What other nerdy pet names have you had? Uh, well, there's, let's say there's Nicola, obviously. Uh, my last cat was Emily. Was she named after something specific, or did you guys just really like the name Emily? I don't even remember if we named her, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't remember. She was a good cat. Yeah. 
Um, and then we had the most badass cat ever who took down a hawk. I can't remember his name, though. Really? I know I you've told me his name before. I know I've told, but it's like, it's, it's, it's like right on the tip of my tongue, but it's not like coming out. I'm, I'm sure I'll remember it eventually. Yeah. But yeah. And then you had Mischief. Mischief. Yeah. It was Emily's son. Yep. He had a little hook tail. Um, we had, we had a turtle that we named Smarty. Yeah, that was about it. My stepmom had a turtle. She gave him a kiss once. She bit his lip. <laughs> <He> bit him. <laughs> it was great. We just come into the kitchen. There's a turtle hanging from her lower lip. Yeah, don't don't kiss your don't turtles, kiss guys. Don't kiss your turtles, you guys. It'll make your stepkids laugh at you. It's true. I learned this from experience. Because I definitely laughed at her. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so you asked me a question. Uh, I'm going to go with some vanilla questions here. I apologize, but uh, I think it's good for people learning about us. Outside of anime, what is your favorite television series or film franchise? Oh, boy. Oh, that's that's a tough one. Uh, and you could do it separate. You could do television series and film franchise if you want. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to roll it all into one and go Futurama. Television <laughs> series and films. Booyah. Honestly, I should have suspected Futurama. Because I swear to God, if you ever went a day without making a Futurama reference, I think you might actually die. I just might. I think if somebody goes back and listens to these 100 episodes and did like a shot for you, every time you make a Futurama you, reference. You, you will find Futurama references riddled everywhere. I was really surprised though, because you did that Futurama trivia night thing. I figured you would have been like amazing at that. They were some really hard questions. Yeah. You don't do good on the spot, I guess. I don't. But you got a drink, right? I did. Yeah. So that's fun. Got to drink a little and do some, hey, do some Futurama trivia, hang out with friends. It was a fun night. Yeah. I guess it was literally middle of the day. It started at like one, but. Yeah. Drinking in the afternoon like an adult. Day drinking. Day drinking. By Menon. <laughs> Day drinking. Day drinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so obviously, like we said, you know, we're both not just into anime. Like, what, mm-hmm. what are other hobbies that we've got? I mean, we're cosplayers, obviously. <clears throat> obviously, we do talk about that a lot. Yeah, and uh. I mean, I, I'm i a painter. Mm-hmm. I've been doing acrylic paints since high school. I uh, started when I was 15. And it's it's relaxing, especially... Uh, and this isn't something I started till after high school, obviously, but a nice glass of wine or something and a paintbrush and a canvas is a good day. Yeah. Yeah. So. Sounds like a good day. Yeah. And I don't even paint. It's really relaxing to paint. Like, I really want to do it more. I kind of stored away my uh painting set you should you should do that uh at tinker's cat cafe the painting with cats yeah i would love to go do painting with cats because they're really cute the cats there are so sweet yeah they are it's really expensive though so i know 
they everything's also, expensive. They also have yoga with cats, which I think would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what other hobbies do you have outside of... Uh, I mean, obviously, cosplay, mm-hmm. like we said. Um, Vigia games. Yeah. Um, I know there was a point in my life where anime wasn't the priority, and I was kind of really heavy into MMOs. Yeah. Uh, specifically, uh, World of, uh, not World, um, not, yeah, not World of Warcraft, uh, Warhammer. Warhammer. Warhammer 40k, not 40k, Warhammer Age of Reckoning. (laughs) <laughs> I knew what I meant. Word vomit. Yeah. You're also one of those really weird tank nerds. I love tanks. I know you love tanks. It's like a weird thing that you're like obsessed with. I know. Like, I swear to God, I was hanging out with you and your friends after game night, and you were all sitting around talking about different tanks, and me and the only other girl in the entire room were just staring at each other like, oh my God. Like, boys and their fucking tanks. And we're just like, how do we counteract this bullshit? And then we just started talking about shoes. Like, neither of us even cared about shoes that much. But we felt like we had to, like, (laughs) detank the room for a second. Yes. And we're just like, oh my god, those converses were so cute. so, So that was when we were all really heavy into World of Tanks. Yeah. So it was like, oh shit, we've got a lot to talk about. We were just like that goddamn P. Sherman. Mmm. <laughs> really love that German howitzer. Oh, yes, my super Pershing. Mm. <laughs> Those are words I never would have known if I had never met you. I'm just letting you know. Like, howitzer? Howitzer and P. Sherman. All right, but I don't understand howitzer. Someone said howitzer! <laughs> And there's our Futurama reference for the day. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, so my favorite franchise outside of anime or non-anime franchise, and this one should be pretty obvious to anybody who spends any amount of time with me, uh, Lord of the Rings. Very easily. Like, I-, I told you guys that my dad got me into anime when I was 10. The other thing he got me into when I was 10 was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Because that was around the time that they had announced the uh, the films were being made. And we'd seen, like, a few early, like, sneak peeks of, like, the production and all that. And there was, like, images from the set. And everybody was like, oh, my God, this is finally happening. The thing that we were told could never be possible. Lord of the Rings is actually being made into a live-action film. And my dad was just losing his mind. He's just like, this is... This is impossible. No way. Like, my dad's like, this... That, you, I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it. This is something that pe- filmmakers have been saying for years can never happen. And it's happening. And he got so hyped. And so he told me, he's like, if you are my child, you cannot see the fellowship until you read The Hobbit. And he's like, you're 10. The Hobbit's around your reading level. Like, you can make it through The Hobbit. And my dad's like, I'm not going to push the trilogy on you because you're young. So I finished The Hobbit. And then... Lord of the Rings came out, like, immediately after I'd finished it. And I loved The Fellowship so much. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to read the trilogy. And The Fellowship was really fucking hard to read. I mean, now I look back at it, I'm like, okay, that wasn't that hard to read. But at the time, The Fellowship was really hard to read. Like, it's, I just could not get through it. It's, it's, uh, it's a meaty read. Yeah. 
But then I got to the two towers because the movie wasn't out yet and I didn't want to wait a year. So I finished the fellowship after like way too long. Like it took me like a month to read The Hobbit and like eight months to read The Fellowship. And then I got to the two towers and I finished that in like a month and a half. I like breezed through the two towers in comparison. And I was a slow you just, reader. You just devoured that book. Yeah, I was a very slow reader, to put in perspective. Like, I like I said, it took me a month to read The Hobbit. Now it would take me, like, a day. But, uh, and then I powered through The Return of the King as well. And I'm like, The Two Towers has always been my favorite. Because I'm just like, it was so good. And everybody bitches about The Two Towers because they're like, the first three chapters is just the three characters running and that's all they're doing for three whole chapters. They're just fucking running through it's a just, field. It's just paragraph after paragraph of Legolas ran. Dimly ran. Dimly ran. <laughs> yeah, they literally are and, running for three whole chapters. And, it's kind of ridiculous. And, but. and Aragorn put one foot in front of the other with haste. Yeah, it, it or kind like of, some bullshit. It like, like cuts that. to Frodo and Sam for like half a chapter and they're like, but while that was happening, these three were still running. And everybody's like, the two towers is bullshit because all it is is fucking running. And I'm like, but I fucking loved that. I I was so invested in that running scene. You guys have no idea. <laughs> but I finally saw it on the big screen. I'm like, this is it. This is the scene where they're running. You guys, I was the stupidest child. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And and then all of a sudden, <laughs> someone decided to turn it into they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> yes, I also had the biggest fucking crush on Legolas. All right, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, but like, what teenage girl didn't? So I mentioned in last week's episode that my taste in men kind of didn't really change, but it evolved because, like, as a kid. Or, like, around that time, those, like, early teenage years for me, I'm like, man, there's never gonna be a man more perfect than Legolas. Orlando Bloom is the ultimate man in the world, blah, blah, blah. And then as I got older, I'm just like, you know what? Aragorn absolutely was better, you know? Like, Aragorn is the man. He is the best man. He's pretty. He's strong. He's smart. He's everything. He's the whole package. He's the fucking king. And now I'm just like, why not both? <laughs> right? <laughs> like... I mean, why was I ever pitting them against each other? They're clearly best together. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I've I've thought about that actually, and I've realized my taste in in women has changed mm -hmm. quite drastically. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, before, I would have been like, you know, as a kid watching. Oh, let's just say Gurren Lagann. I'd be like, oh, yes, Yoko, you know. <laughs> you had such a crush on Yoko when I first met you. Yeah, uh, but but now it's like I'm an adult, and I'm like, oh, my God. I don't want to bone any of these girls, but Nezuko is my child, and I just want to protect her <laughs> and love her, and, like, she's just adorable. <laughs> you Yeah, you've become that point where you're just like, okay, all these anime girls are teenagers, so you, you become kind of a dad. Yeah. More than anything. I was going to say Big Brother, and I'm like, no, we're not going there. <laughs> <laughs> Especially considering I actually watch most of those. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just say I was so proud of Demon Slayer for having a brother-sister dynamic that did not make me want to vomit? For reals. Thank I, you. Thank you. <laughs> 
That's why Tanjiro and Nezuko both got nominated for Best Boy and Best Girl. Right. Tanjiro won, won Best Boy because he did not want to fuck his sister. <laughs> that's all it takes. That's that's the bar, you guys. <laughs> We're not asking you to be Orlando Bloom, alright? We're just asking you to not fuck your sister. Not want to fuck your sister. <laughs> Let's say neither. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, so... Yeah, I I do definitely understand that you can't really crush on your old anime crushes anymore. Especially since uh, Yoko is 14. Yeah. And they Uh, constantly remind you of that, too. uh, there, There is one anime crush that I can still crush on from when I was a child. Is it Chi? No. Oh. Hinata from Naruto, because now in Boruto, she's an adult. Boruto's mom. Boruto's mom. Has got it going on. That's right. <laughs> and now you guys all have that in your head. If I have to live with it, so do you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, boy. That's it. We're doing a parody video. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that out loud. Stefan will hear you. <laughs> Let me just make a note here and redact that. You have the power of editing software, Tyler. I do indeed. Yeah, you're not going to take it out. Nope. (laughs) It's in there. So let's move on to the next question. What you got for me? I thought that was the next question. I asked the question, what franchise were you in? Oh, shit. Yeah. I am dreadfully unprepared for this. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so you're obviously an animation nerd. You went to animation school. Like, like what mm-hmm. what caused you to want to want to go into animation? So this one actually can be traced to anime. Uh, when I was in high school, was really like the peak of like my absolute anime nerdum phase. Like. That was when all I ever talked about was anime, and I would draw anime in class, and I was like, I'm gonna grow up and go to Japan and draw anime, and (laughs) I was that kid. And I was part of the anime and manga club after school, and the teacher that hosted it kind of had a little bit of, like, a love-hate relationship with anime, because he's like, I love anime. Anime has great stories, it's absolutely fantastic, but he was also the multimedia and animation teacher at my school, and he's like... I hate the animation. <laughs> He's like, anime has the worst animation. It is lazy animation. And that's how we referred to it. And that's because most anime at the time was, at least here in the West, was shown in anime, which at the time was done using cells, where they would basically have, like, a background, and then the character would be on a cell, and there would be, like, two cells that they'd bounce between for, like, things like the mouth flaps. And then instead of animating the character actually doing anything, they would just slide it across the screen. And you would see it all the time, like uh, the old Pokemon games, whenever you get into a battle, the two things would just slide across the screen. It was like that. And yeah, it was extremely lazy. Like going back and watching Yu Yu Hakusho, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is bad. You're like, ugh. And it wasn't still a personal favorite, but God, do I notice it now? Yeah, you definitely notice it. Like once you know what you're looking for, and 
it's not always like that, but I think the funny thing is the scenes that I never really appreciated when I was younger for Yu Yu, Yu Hakusho are the ones I appreciate a lot now as an adult. Like the Hiei versus, uh, what's his name? The, like, guy with the big fucking axe. Oh, that guy, yeah. Yeah, from the Dark Tournament. That whole fight is the highest budget animation in the entire fucking show. Bowie, that's his name, Bowie. That whole fight is absolutely fantastic. Like, everything about it is fantastic. And as a kid, I just thought it was weird. I'm like, wow, why are they moving so much? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my multimedia teacher really sparked my interest in learning how to animate and learning that I could do more than just draw. And I really, really wanted to be some kind of artist, whether it was graphic design or character <laughs> concepts or anything of the sort and I looked into colleges for that and eventually I got accepted into the animation uh section of the Art Institute of Salt Lake City and they were just like wow this is like the best portfolio we've ever seen and you're so talented and incredible and then I found out they say that to everybody uh it's one of those <laughs> lies that they say to you just like the culinary students will feed you they will not never buy that fucking life you ever go to a school where there's culinary students they will never fucking feed you, and they will be insulted if you even suggest it. So yeah, don't ever buy into that. College is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it really did stem from anime, and I think that's part of the reason I love this podcast so much, is I get to look back on the fact that anime was bad back then, at least here in the West, because what we got was shonen, and now... It's unquestionably better than even a lot of the stuff we're getting, like, worldwide. And it's inspired a lot of other animators. Like, you can see the influence it's had on, like, the Cal art style. And things like Castlevania coming out. And it's just evolved so much. And it's not to say that good animation didn't exist in anime back then. Because we had things like Akira and the Ghibli films. And you could definitely find some gold. Even... Like the Escaflone series, it's just there's a lot of really, really good old anime, but that wasn't typically what we were getting in the West. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a long roundabout answer to say that I've always been a fucking nerd and I paid way too much <laughs> money to prove it. <laughs> How much money did you pay for your nerd card? Oh, no, I'm my kidding. God. <laughs> way too <laughs> way much. Way too much. <laughs> Let's not go into finances. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, way too much. Way too much. So, uh, I don't really know how to counter that question with you. It's kind of an unfair uh, question. Suck it. Throw you off. off uh, throw you off. Uh, what was the point where anime kind of became important to you, I guess? Uh, okay, well, it's, it's kind of been admittedly on and off. Like I said, um, <clears throat> when I first really started to get into it, like, after I realized Escaflone was not just a normal cartoon, it was, it was like, I, I really started to get into it more and more, um, <clears throat> that's how I learned about things like, you know, Trigun and Outlaw Star and, like, just these really old, like, classic anime, you know, the ones that actually came here, and then... After that, it was it started to be more about 
manga. Like, I wasn't watching anime as much, but I'd be reading manga a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it kind of came back again with Full Metal Alchemist because it was, it was a huge deal, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we just, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, basically everything coming out at that time. Uh, and I think pretty much just right after that, I dropped off and went right back into, like, video games. So, you know, Star Wars, uh, MMO, uh, War, A- Warhammer, Age of Reckoning, you know, I, I became a huge, neat gamer nerd. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I started to get into anime, you know, dipping my toe in, not so much. as just, like, you know, free diving. And then now it's pretty much just like, yes, completely consume my existence. <laughs> yeah. You know, just dive into the pool. But, you know, having obviously this podcast, I kind of need to keep up on that. So, yeah. Uh, do you think you'd still be as invested in anime now if we didn't do this podcast? Um, you know, probably not, to be honest. I I don't see myself watching as much as I do now, mm-hmm. but I think I would still watch at least a lot of the big name ones. Yeah, uh, I think ironically, if I weren't doing this podcast and watching as much anime as I do... I think that I probably would have liked Shield Hero a lot more, because <laughs> it probably would have been one of those shows that I've been like, oh, everybody's watching this, and the character designs are cute, I guess I'll watch it, and I think if I didn't have so many other things to compare it to, I would have been like, wow, this is great, this is amazing, but because they're, it just fell into this awful pool of isekai, it was so oversaturated, the writing just fell really short for me, so... But yeah, I, I I absolutely agree that I just don't think I would have been keeping up with the seasonal anime the way I am if it weren't for this podcast. But I think I definitely would have franchises that I would still be obsessed with. Like, I would still absolutely be obsessed with Haikyuu. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't think I would have gotten into Token Rambu, sadly. I do have this podcast to thank for that, because... It was around that time that you and I both started getting into the seasonal anime because we were doing the podcast, and you were like, oh, have you checked out Katsugeki yet? And I was like, no, not yet. And you're like, you need to watch Katsugeki. And I'm like, okay, but I have a lot on my plate because of the podcast. And you're like, no, you gotta watch Katsugeki. No, just, just trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that we both had that obligation to watch new things absolutely got me obsessed with Token Rambu. So, and that was like when we first started yeah. Like, that was, like, I think our Token Rambu episode was, like, episode 9 or something. Yeah, something like, like that. it was really early, so I have a lot to thank this podcast for. And, I mean, I know everybody's probably sick of me talking about it, but it's just one of those things that's become really important in my life. So I've met a lot of good friends through it, and I've gotten a lot of followers on my cosplay page because of it, so it's... It's something I enjoy. It's something that makes me happy. Uh, God, it's kind of crazy to think about how much of my life with anime really kind of ties to either you or my dad, though. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, You're there's, weird. there's like a lot of shows I got into because of you or a lot of shows that I got into because of my dad. 
And I never really had the same taste in anime as my dad. My dad really liked things like Mecha. Like Robotech. Like Robotech. And he also really liked the ridiculousness of the Gundam franchise. He never really got into it because he thought it was cool. But my sister liked Gundam. And my dad was just like, this is like a soap opera. This is hilarious. <laughs> like, And now as an adult, I'm like, Gundam was ridiculous. Especially Wing. Yeah. But my sister is super invested in the Gundam franchise and the Dragon Ball franchise and the Sailor Moon franchise. And she still has all of our Slayers VHSs. And then I got into, like, Pokemon. And then that led to Yu-Gi-Oh!, which then led to Yu Yu Hakusho, which then went into the rabbit hole that was Adult Swim. And that led to Full Metal Alchemist. And me and my friends had a Full Metal Alchemist fan club in high school. And we attended our very first anime conventions in Full Metal Alchemist cosplays. And we got to meet all the voice actors and stuff like that. My first time meeting Sunny Stray Dolls dressed as Maze Hughes, which was really cool. And yeah, like, I mean, I I went to Vegas back then and I was only like 15. That was my (laughs) first trip to Vegas. Weren't even old enough to enjoy it. I mean, we we went around the strip and I saw a lot of boobs. She's just like, ooh, pretty lights. That's a tit. Yeah, like there was a lot of boobs. <laughs> and yeah, it was fun though. Uh, I got to see a live concert from a Japanese singer who was trying to get her start. So she was doing like tours in America or whatever. And I still have her CD somewhere. She was really great. And... Yeah, like, I saw my first cosplay contest, which back then was way different than how cosplay contests are done now. They were basically just all walk-ons. Like, nobody had skits. Nobody had, like, pre-recorded audio. It was, you got on stage, you, like, twirled around. You do a little twirl. They might play audio from, like, the show. Like, they might play, like, some music from it. But it was just way different. And the judges were all celebrities. So it was all, like, voice actors judging it. Which is crazy, because voice actors, most of them don't cosplay themselves. Yeah, so. and and now it's like, to in order to even really be qualified as a judge, you have to have won a certain number of awards, and you have, you know? Yeah, you have to have experience. <laughs> now they uh, set you aside, and they do full, in-depth, like, judging of your costume. They see how everything was made, and most people will have some kind of audio pre-recorded and have skits, and even the walk-ons are far more elaborate now than they used to be. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's gotten intense, and it's something I've always enjoyed. It's been a part of my culture for well over a decade. Like I said, I was 15 when I went to Vegas. That's half my life dedicated to this kind of crap. And it wouldn't have happened if my dad didn't buy a bunch of VHSs. <laughs> it, all, uh, it all started with a VHS. It all started with a VHS. And, like, it makes me kind of sad that I haven't seen my dad since, like, before my first anime con. Like, I see him from time to time. It's not like my dad's gone forever. But uh, just the distance between us has kind of sucked. Yeah. It's, it's rough when you're, like, two states away. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, my dad's awesome, and he runs his own nerd shop, and he got me into Lord of the Rings, and he got me way too obsessed with things. (laughs) Yeah. Like, my dad got me my first figure collection, which was Lord of the Rings, and we used to have all of, like, those, like, 
Burger King toys from Lord of the Rings where if you put them all together in a circle, they, like, made noises and stuff. And we had all, like, the goblets. And I had the collector's editions for all the books. And my dad got me into card games. I was the fourth best Pokemon player in the state of Utah because of my dad. So, yeah, like, all of this nerdy stuff. I, I was that girl that hung out at the card shop when no other girl would. Like, everybody at the card shop was just like, this, this, she's not even really like, oh my god, there's a girl in the game store. It was just like, I was born and raised there. Okay, but like, that oh my god, there's a girl in the game store shit actually happens. It does. Like, it's so ridiculously funny, too, because like, I've been there. Mm -hmm. You know, like, one day I decided, hey, well, I'm gonna go check out Friday Night Magic at the game shop. And, you know, mm -hmm. I did. I was like, whatever, I'll just... I won't play, but, you know, like, I won't join in for the, the actual, like, tournament, but I'll, like, play other people that decide to hang out. Yeah. You know, so I went, and, <clears throat> you know, everyone's, like, kind of, you know, being noisy and whatnot, and, and this girl walks in. You know, she was mm -hmm. kind of cute, I'll admit. Yeah. But then, like, all of a sudden, I shit you not, tension in the air just shot up, <laughs> and, like, the noise instantly went down. And I'm just sitting there like, guys, it's just a girl. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> I actually did. I ended up playing a couple games with her mm -hmm. because, you know, she came in for the same reason I did. Like, yeah. you know, just, just play some games. And then, like, she left. And I could instantly hear across the room one guy like, oh, yeah, I would have vest her out, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it's it's so ridiculous. It's like, guys, please don't don't be like that. See, I was definitely too young for that when I was living in the game stores cuz I was like 13 at the oldest, but when I got into the Pokemon card game scene, uh my dad he loved buying me like the girliest cutest clothes that I could wear. Like he put my hair up in pigtails like and ribbons more, and stuff. The more frills, the better. Yeah. My dad loved the idea of me just being the girliest girl ever, even though I wanted to be a tomboy. <laughs> and we'd go to the games, or we'd go to the card shop, and they'd have, like, the Pokemon tournament. So, like, there was a lot of adults there playing, but there was also, like, a lot of kids my age playing, and all of them were boys. And I would, you know, be like, oh, hey, we're the same age, let's play Pokemon together. And they'd be like, okay, and they'd be really friendly with me at first. And then after, like, a few games, I, they would, I would start to hear the boys whispering things like, don't challenge that girl, she'll beat you up. She's the worst, she wins every <laughs> game. That girl cheats. Yeah, they're that, well, seriously, they're like, that girl's gonna win, don't play her. And... My dad had to set me aside one day and be like, you need to stop being mean to the boys. <laughs> <laughs> because I would definitely be mean. I'm like, you guys all stink anyway. You, you're you terrible at Pokemon. You're sad because I'm better than you. My dad was like, you gotta be nice to kids your own age. And it got to the point where like the only people that played games with me were like the older teenagers and the adults that were like friends with my dad. And I'd be like, your daughter's too good to play against kids. She, she just slaughters them. It's not even funny. <laughs> and then my dad entered me in a tournament, and I, I did. Like, I sat down, and again, I had, like, the cute pigtails, the curls, and it's like, my division was, like, the age 11 through 16 or whatever, and I was playing as the 16-year-old guy, and I sit down, and I'm like, oh, let's have a good game, because I was trying to be good, because my dad told me to. 
And the guy just looks at me dead in the eye, and he's like, I'm going to lose, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> two, ah, turn, yes. two turns in, he forfeits. He's like, I don't want to lose to an 11-year-old. And I'm like, oh, but it, but you still got things you could do. You still got cards you could play. And You're like, like, but I've only played two cards. Yeah, that was literally it. I was like, you can still play things. And he's like, no, I'm going out with my dignity. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was really excited because one of the guys that was a regular at the card shop where I played, we would consider the card shops like our gyms. As though there was a guy there that like was from my gym and I was so like scared to go up against him because anytime we played at the gym, he would always win. And I'm like, he was so mean about it too. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to play against him. And then we ended up getting paired up against each other. And I was playing and he was like, I know you're the better player. So he, like, forfeited halfway through the match, and then he won, like, what the judges announced was the worst possible place to rank in the entire tournament, which was ninth place when going to the top eight. And he's like, and they're like, to the worst place in the entire tournament, and they called his name out, and he jumped on stage, like, yeah! And he, like, took his prize and left. It was great. <laughs> Yeah. And then, like, I had, like, the whole room cheering for me, and then I lost to some kid whose deck turned out to be illegal, like, a year later. Yeah. Which really sucked, and that's how I got dropped to fourth. But I made it to the top four, and everybody in that room was cheering for me, and it was easily the coolest moment in my life. And if I had won that match, I would have gone to New Jersey. Completely expense-free, like, to play in, like, the national tournament. Nice. All expenses paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, like, the hotel and everything covered, and my dad would have uh, been, like, the guardian, because obviously I was in the kids' rank, so you had to have a guardian yeah. as well. So, yeah, it was it was cool, though. Like, I that's how I was raised. I was raised to be not just a nerd, but a tough nerd. And I was raised to believe that there was no such thing as gender roles, that just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I can't do things that boys do. And uh, boys... I should be nice to them, but it doesn't mean I have to be a pushover. <laughs> no, beat up the boys. Yeah, they just wanted my shiny Charizard. Fuck them. So yeah, my dad got me to read books. He got me to read comic books. He got me into film. He got me into art. And he got me into anime. So I think I have a lot to thank my dad for. And the proudest day of my dad's life was not like... My graduation or any of that. Uh, the proudest like, day of my dad's life was when I was in high school. And I got invited to join the D&D club after school. And I went to my dad's house that weekend. And I was like, hey, dad, uh, do you have any like books or anything that I could use for Dungeons and Dragons? Because I joined a club after school. And he was like, my little girl's playing Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> He was so excited. To which he just handed you like a stack of books, like three feet I tall. wish. I wish. Because that would have been the coolest thing ever. That would have been like over $100 worth of books. Because D&D books are expensive as fuck. Oh, they are. Uh, he gave me a miniatures player's handbook. Okay. That was my very first D&D book. Uh, I, I love it. It's a 3.5 edition book. It's so great. And yeah, then I... Started playing more D&D after that, and now I'm playing and, it again. And, and now here you are obsessed. And now I'm upset. Now I'm buying my own books <laughs> at, like, half the price. Right? Because I will not buy those books at full price. They're really expensive. <laughs> They're really expensive. 
But yeah, now we're playing a campaign. You and I, that's great. I'm a gnome. <laughs> a gnome. I'm a gnome. Gnome. So excited. I am a young adult's pure gnome, okay? He's he's a good boy. He's a good boy just trying to get through life, all right? I'm, I'm a good boy. You are something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good boy who just happens to steal things, okay? You accidentally became a pirate. Accidentally became a pirate. <laughs> you know, as is the natural progression of things. <laughs> it's true. You're just like, I really need a job. I need a job. Uh, these guys I'm, are hiring. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to the big city and I'm going to make a, a living. I'm I'm a There's doc. Only... I'm a doc hand. Yes, this is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> There's only two ways that could go when you say I'm moving to the big city to get a job. Uh, you either become a pirate or a prostitute. I mean, they both start with P. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you only get the pirate thing if the big city's on the coast. That's right. So which Baldur's Gate is? Ah, yes. <laughs> and that's like the biggest city in this world that we're in, right? Good old Forgotten Realms. Yeah. We got the new trailer for the new Baldur's Gate, too. Yeah. That was fucking cool. Boy, am I excited. Man, playing the Baldur's Gate games, like, growing up. Mm-hmm. Man, there was so much to them. You could, I could just, I could play through them, like, over and over again. I can't mm-hmm. even tell you how many hours I've sunk into those games. Yeah, I'm really excited for the new Baldur's Gate. Uh, one of the cosplayers I follow actually built the uh, Mind Slayer. Or Mind Flayer outfit. The Illithid. Yeah. Yeah. The one from the trailer. It was really cool. It's really cool. And it's like not his normal kind of costume because normally he always like cosplays like the really buff guys because he's got like a really nice six pack. But then he's just like, he wanted a challenge. So he he went as a Mind Flayer and nobody knew it was him. Like it's crazy. I mean, really it's cool it's costume. hard to recognize someone when they have tentacles on their face. That is a lesson. That is a life lesson for it everybody. It really is. <laughs> you guys can quote Tyler on that. It's really hard to recognize people when they have tentacles on their face. It's true. Wise words. <laughs> so we got some nice elithids with worms that eat people's eyes and... Gith. And the gif on dragons. So so the question is, could you recognize whether they were Gith Yonki or Gith Zarai? Ooh, uh I wanna say they were Gith Yonki. Okay. Was I right? You're good job. Oh good. <laughs> pretty pretty sure they were Gith Yonki. I'm learning. Yeah. Um they're they're like one race that's basically split into two and mm-hmm. basically think of like uh sparta and athens you know like one's more of a warrior race and one's like the intellectual and they're they're like kind of rivals basically but yeah i'm really proud of myself for that but they're on dragons dragons (laughs) gith on dragons it's like the new card games on motorcycles (laughs) card games on motorcycles yeah um i'm really excited for this one yeah. It's, I think, going to be pretty cool. Can I make a gift character for the new Baldur's Gate? That has yet to be seen. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Don't know yet. Because I but, want... But the, uh, there was a gameplay trailer that did drop recently, mm-hmm. so... Because I would absolutely play as a gif if I can. Gith are cool. 
Yeah, they are cool. I really want to make a gift character in a D&D campaign as well. Will he be a druid? (laughs) Maybe. I am so obsessed with druids lately. It's an absolute problem. Gith would make pretty decent druids, though. Yeah, probably. Like, they're they're pretty in tune with nature, and they're they're a chaotic race, which druids tend to fall into the chaotic alignment. So, I, th- I think that would work. And yeah, so and the ones that are more like the intellectuals are also the ones that are fall into the neutral alignment as well, which fits really well for a druid because druids. Only objective, really, in life is to make sure that the world stays balanced, that no, you know, good and evil don't gain too much power. Yeah. Yeah. D&D lessons, right D&D here on Kawaii Cast. Yeah. Druids are great, you guys. You can turn into animals, and some of them can move through different dimensions, and some of them can turn into more powerful animals, and some of them control spores. Druids are cool. They are constantly writing the line between life and death, but they do not like necromancy because it is unnatural. It is entirely natural. It is unnatural. <laughs> What's, what is unnatural about making new friends? <laughs> Those are making old friends. What is unnatural about making old friends? <laughs> it's very unnatural. Uh, druids are just the more chill versions of clerics. <laughs> yeah. Their druids are like, yeah, I'm religious, but I'm not in your face about it. Druids, druids are the cool vegans. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the vegetarians and clerics are the vegans. <laughs> druids are like, I still eat eggs. Eggs are fine. Eggs and cheese. That's fine. Vegans are like, no, none of that. None of that shit. You keep that away from me. None of that. I swear to God. Actually, most druids aren't even vegetarians. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Uh, Druids do believe that things like hunting animals and eating them is fine as long as animals were treated good in their life. So things like the food industry that we're currently dealing with, they'd definitely be against, but they'd be okay with, like, hunting and, uh, like, free range. Yeah. Fine. Stuff like that. But, yeah. So I like druids. I like clerics, too, actually. So, uh, D&D's just fun all around, guys. It is really fun like all if, around. It, like, like, if you get the chance to play, like, uh, I encourage it. There's it's so just, many opportunities fun. to play now, too, because there's, like, online <coughs> campaigns. Uh, there's websites where, like, people from, like, local communities are looking for people to join their campaigns or just make friends or make friends or you can go to uh like your local game shop most Mm -hmm. local game shops have what they call the adventurers league yeah where they will help you make game like make a character and like find find uh games to play yeah and fun fact actually we were talking about how like the girls in card shops thing is like a very real like weird thing or whatever um most game stops or game stores like uh, Game Haven and the Nerd Store out here in Utah have ladies D and D night. Yeah. Um. So so that whole like girls in game shops isn't as much of a stereotype now as it used to be. Like yeah. Even just five years ago, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But like, but more recently, you know, it's it's. I think guys have realized that hey, girls can be nerds too. Yeah. 
and the gaming stores have realized like we can actually market specifically to the nerd girls that don't feel comfortable in that kind of atmosphere by doing a ladies' night event, which is really cool because I would like to go, honestly. Right. <laughs> like, any of my girls here want to go do a one-shot D&D night at, you know, local game store, I'm, I'm game. Hit me up. Hit me up. Well, I'll play cute boys. It'll be great. <laughs> yes. <coughs> or if you guys don't want to play cute boys, I'll be the cute boy in the group. It's all good. Yes. I'll Go. be a really adorable bard. Just just have fun. Or I'll be a barbarian. Oh I'll my be a God. really cute barbarian. Oh my God. Yes, it's going to be great. I would like to rage, I, please. Well, well, now I just now I just want to see your take on a cute barbarian. Can I please rage? Like, is 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 your version of a cute barbarian a halfling? No, I would I, I would definitely pick somebody taller. I don't know, maybe like a tiefling or something. But he'd be really polite, and then he'd rage. I'd be like, "Fuck you, Karen." <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just imagine like, like a barbarian like raging, like ah, and then like hits someone as like sorry, and, like hits him again. I'm really sorry about this. They're like, out of rage, they're like, oh my god, I did it again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. Okay, deep breaths, inhale, exhale. Okay, I'm fine now. I'm sorry okay. about that, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just just come back after like slaughtering to people to your group and be like oh man i just i didn't show my best side there did i i'm i'm really sorry guys i got my, my blood sugar dropped i'm so sorry <laughs> to, to which one of them hands you a snickers <laughs> you're not yourself when you're hungry <laughs> And this is why Ladies Night D&D is always great. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, anything else that we should talk about with ourselves? Um, not. I don't. I can't think of any more questions. Like, Good. off the top of my head. I can't either. Honestly, like, I didn't want this to be too challenging. I just wanted this to just be us talking kind of like we do on the Crack Brain podcast. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about us, that's always a great co- podcast to go to. Every time Tyler and I are on, we do tend to talk about ourselves or each other a lot. That's good. Uh, it is good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, we've been friends for a decade now, which is really cool. Shit. Yeah, we became friends in uh, 2010. God, I feel old. Yeah. Which is crazy, because I'm like, I, I feel like I haven't known you that long. Like, because we were already adults when we became friends. I know, right? And you were a very different person back then. Like I said, you were super into Yoko at the time. Uh, you were super into Chi at the time. I still love Chi. Yeah, as you should. Uh, you were super into tanks. And if I ever suggested that you play D&D outside of 2.0 or 2.5, you would be like, nothing is... 3 is okay, I guess, but... 3 is okay, I guess. 2nd edition is really where it's at, and if you're not playing 2nd edition... I mean, 4th edition is still garbage. Which is valid, (laughs) but... I mean, there is a a very good reason that they went from 3.5 to... Or from 4th to 5th very rapidly like they mm-hmm. were on three five for a very long time and then they did released fourth 
Yeah. And then, like, maybe five, six years later, they're like, oh, here's a better version. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now, now you're playing 5th edition more than you're playing 2nd. It's true. And you are a little bit more open to the idea of playing 3.5 if we got invited to a campaign for that. And, like, I, I have the 4th edition books, but I've never actually played a 4th edition campaign. So, I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. I'm enjoying 5th, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we... I can't believe we've been doing this for over a year now. This, as in, like, recording these yeah, episodes? Yeah, recording these episodes. It's been, like, two years now. It's been almost two years, yeah. We're... Okay. No, it's 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 been like two years. Be- it's been two years because Fuck. because hundred episodes. You think there's what fifty two weeks in a year? So we're that's and we've skipped a couple epi- like a couple weeks. That's so true. like yeah, we've we've been doing this for two years that's, or more now. I can't believe we missed our two year anniversary, Tyler. I know. Ah, uh, we're failing at being gay. I know. Ugh. But yeah, so... Where's my ring? <laughs> oh, no, wait. We divorced over the toilet paper We thing, did. We got divorced. <laughs> so, I was like six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Candace, she just... She put the toilet paper on underhand and like, who does that? That's ground for the, grounds Be- for divorce. People who own cats do that. <laughs> because cats like to play with the toilet paper and they can't play with it if you put it underhand. <laughs> the fair... They just roll it and it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I honestly can't imagine doing this with anybody else, to be honest. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, you're my rock. I, my, ew, my, gross. My, my weird, squishy, Futurama-loving rock. Yeah, on that note. <laughs> you love me too! Admit it. I admit nothing. I keep this show entertaining. It's, it's not like I like doing this show with you or anything. Baka. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it's been like over two years it's, since you started growing your hair out too. Oh, it's been three years. It's been three years. I, I or nearly three years because yeah. I basically started growing my hair out when I started my job I have now and I've been there for almost three years. Yeah, when I first drew the art for this podcast, I remember drawing your hair somewhat long, but it, like, wasn't quite long enough to really get into a ponytail. It was just, like, that length that's, like, really annoying. Yeah. I was like, you can almost put it in a ponytail, but then most of it falls out. And now it's, like, crazy long. I know. It's crazy. I realized when we were at uh, Stefan's doing the CB podcast, and there was the the webcam (laughs) behind my back, and I just kind of caught a glimpse of it on the screen. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, your hair's long. Uh, We need to get the ends trimmed, and then it'll grow faster. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that'd be really nice. So, Go get your hair cut. And I gotta go with my hair cut, too. Gotta get my hair did. Get my hair did. (laughs) So, with that, uh, we want to thank you guys for a fantastic 100 episodes we honestly were not expecting people to listen to this podcast, and I'm really excited to see who listens to it now that we're on Spotify. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where the numbers go, and yeah. and hopefully maybe we'll get more fans and more interaction, and it'll go from there. Yeah, and we want to do more stuff with you guys, be more interactive. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about ourselves for once. Uh, make sure you guys go follow us on the Twitter. Which is uh, Kawaii Cast Pod. Yep. 
And if you guys are part of the CB Discord, there is also a Quietcast like tag there. There's a, a channel. A channel. Or, yeah. Yeah. If you're part of the CB so Discord, you guys can also go check out the other CB content. Uh, the Crack Brain Podcast is also we, here on Spotify. We, we encourage it, especially any of the content that I am in because <laughs> I am hilarious. I've been in some really good ones too. So. <laughs> Uh, we haven't been on for a while, but... Little, little, little bit of self-promotion over there, like, mmm. Yeah. Me, I'm awesome. We are awesome. <laughs> That's why we made it to 100 episodes. So, also that, let us... That or just tenacity. <laughs> yeah. Stubbornness. We've been pretty good about it. So, thanks, you guys. Like, yeah. seriously. Right? Uh, so hopefully here's to another hundred episodes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening guys. Bye.